All right. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of our weekly Wednesday Lunch and Learned. Every Wednesday, I get the opportunity to get to interview some of the top agents all across the country to learn about how they got into the business, but also how they are growing during these times. So today, I'm delighted to have Jocelyn with us here out of the San Diego market. Uh, yes. Jocelyn, welcome to the show. Please tell everyone a little bit about yourself. What did you actually do before real estate? Hi, Spencer. Um, well, before real estate, I actually was in the financial industry. I worked at Wells Fargo Bank for the longest time. And then I um, went into the telecommunications industry and just, you know, I just stumbled upon real estate. Actually, I wasn't even looking for it, but it fell into my lap. And I'm so glad it did because what an amazing career to be able to do something that you love. You get to help people and just really make a difference in people's lives. Awesome. And so how long has it been now? And was it, did you get into the business just kind of cold turkey as in this complete transition or did you do it some on the side initially? You know, actually it was kind of cold turkey. Um, I've been in it since 2003 and that was like right around the time that I was, um, you know, getting married, having babies. I was very, you know, I just feel like, you know, God's timing is always um, right on. I was um, in transition with work and the company I was working for asked if all of us would move to New York City. Oh, wow. And I just wasn't ready to leave the Southern California lifestyle, as you could tell with my sunglasses on. Um, so I decided to take the severance package and found, um, came across someone that was looking for actually a real estate assistant of all things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was an incredible opportunity to learn because I just so happened to be working for the two top agents in Rancho Santa Fe. And so those of you know that know the luxury market, that's the most expensive zip code in San Diego County. So, you know, I learned from the best. And again, it, I wasn't even looking for it. It just kind of fell into my lap. And again, it was just such a blessing in disguise. So interesting. So tell us, yeah. tell, walk us through like uh, the, the early days, right? Like, yeah, how did you get your first clients? And was it easier or harder than you thought it would be? You know, it was easier. And here's why. I did it so organically. Um, you know, back in 2003, I mean, Facebook wasn't, I mean, it was around, but it was not as, you know, I wasn't using, you know, any social media at the time. Um, but I think it was just kind of like, you know, you run into people and, you know, you say, hey, how are you doing? And this is kind of how I've gotten most of my clients, but this is how I was able to break into the businesses. You know, when people say, oh, you know, what are you doing now? And, you know, you mentioned that you're in real estate. And when you're a young agent, um, it's it's hard to like, you know, start that. But I just think that as you, you know, just get people to know, trust and like you and just being there for them, you know, it makes a huge difference. But I really think that I got my um, flurry of activity was during the short sell market. Um, you know, those that know me know that I'm a very, um, gosh, you know, I just want to always be there for people. So when a lot of my like family and friends were going through the distressed times with short sales and foreclosures, they kind of looked to me as like a trusted resource. And so I, that was really when I said, you know what, I can do this and I can do this like on my own. I don't need, you know, not that I didn't need anyone, but I, you know, I was really like afraid to like take the full leap into real estate full time, but that's when I said, you know what, I am offering a, an incredible service. I'm helping people. I mean, the money comes when you do that, when you, when you focus your mindset on um, doing your business that way. Nice. Okay. So, and then walk us through like today, what's, are you a solo agent still? Do you have a team? Like what's the makeup of the team? And can you share 
uh, production levels. Is this year the best it's been for you? You know, that's so funny. So my, I have been a solo agent for a very long time. Just during COVID, I actually do um, real estate coaching, which I highly recommend because as you know, it's so great to you know be a solo agent and just kind of do what you need to do. But I kind of realized that I needed to take my business from, you know, being a real estate agent to being a CEO of my business. And one of the things that my coach recommended was that I do get a full-time assistant. And I remember being super nervous about it because, you know, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to be responsible for someone else's uh, livelihood. But, you know, it was probably the best decision I ever made um, because, you know, during these times with COVID, you know, you really start to realize, you know, what's most important. And of course, helping people, you know, my career, I love my career, but at the same time, family, health, you know, things like that, the intangibles are so important. And I was realizing that I was spending so much time doing the things that I shouldn't be doing, that I definitely decided to take my the leap into um, starting a team. And my coach definitely recommended that I start with a full-time assistant versus getting uh, buyer's agents or other agents um, on my team. You know, right. the thing is like, that's going to come shortly because what the assistant has allowed me to do was to take away some of the administrative things, things that, you know, I there's a better use of my time that I should be doing to uh, bring in more business. And, you know, the assistant has, you know, taken that on and has run with it. I mean, it's been such a blessing. I'm like, how did I do this all this time without her? So it's been really, it's been fun. And, you know, as far as business, you know, I would say that this year has been a good year. It's actually, you know, there was a point where it was kind of slow. And I think that was kind of just because for me, I mean, again, I was focusing on my family, focusing on my health. You know, unfortunately I had a, a really good friend that passed away during COVID. And so, you know, that kind of just makes you stop in your tracks and realize, you know, just kind of like the importance of life and just, you know, just kind of being in the moment. So, you know, it, it's definitely like picking back up again. I mean, I would say that the fourth quarter of this entire year is probably going to be my strongest. And I'm probably going to end the year probably around in the, like, gosh, 15 million mark. So hmm. I'm excited about that. Nice. Okay, cool. And yeah. um, what have you done differently over the years as you kind of grew the business? Like, were there, is there anything that you doubled down on? Is there anything that you spent more time and, you know, efforts on like, what was the, what were the changes over the years? Uh, let's see. Gosh, so many, I don't even know where to begin. Um, again, growing my business organically again, I just, you know, I, I'm one of those ones that doesn't spend a whole lot of money on, um, you know, lead generation because most of, if I look back, I, I'm really good about tracking. I mean, that's, you know, something that I'm sure everyone does on this call, but, you know, if you don't already, then you should definitely do that. Just track, you know, track everything that you do in the day, track how you get your business. And when I went back and looked at where I got my business, most of it was referral and word of mouth and Facebook. I mean, I just got a client the other day. It was a Facebook referral from someone else that I didn't, you know, that I didn't really know that well. So, you know, again, I just feel like it's just providing value. Um, you know, I'm really big on, you know, people reach out to me all the time and say, hey, you know, do you know someone that can do this? And, and I guess I just become to be known as someone in my sphere that um, always has resources. And you know, again, I get, you know, nothing in return other than um, the satisfaction of referring business out to p- other people. And, you know, it comes back to me like tenfold because, you know, I just have, you know, come to be known as just a resourceful person. And because we know that not everyone buys and sells real estate every day. So, you know, again, I think it's just being, you know, that um, constant, um, you know, 
presence um, on Facebook. And again, I, I think it's good to also show like your personal side and show that, hey, you know, my my life is not just all about real estate. You know, I have hobbies, you know, I have daughters that play basketball. I drink coffee all the time. People know me as a, you know, Java with Joss and they, you know, want to make appointments. And I love them because, you know, I always say, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee because it's like a no pressure, you know, everyone loves drinking some sort of, you know, beverage, you know, whether it's coffee, tea, cocktails. But again, it's just to just establish that human connection. And that's just kind of what I've been doubling down, especially during COVID, because I think people just kind of miss that, you know, interaction. And I know that we can't always do it in person, but, you know, for those that, you know, can or are comfortable doing it outdoors, you know, I, I definitely embrace that. Right. Absolutely. And so tell us a little bit about the local market. Like where do you service? What is your average price point? And uh, what do you see happening in, in Q4? Oh my goodness. So I service San Diego, pretty much San Diego County. I've, I've lived here in my entire life. And so um, just the other day, my title rep and I got together and just kind of mapped out like, you know, my business and we're like, she's like, wow, you're, you know, you have a certain concentration, you know, which is like um, Rancho Penasquitos. Um, it's kind of like the I-15 corridor in San Diego where mm. I, I focus most of my business, but really I've been all over the place and it's just because again having grown up in san diego i have friends all over the place um average price point is probably in the seven eight hundred thousand dollar range and it is i mean just like everywhere it is a hot crazy market i mean there's such low inventory right now um buyers you know want so badly to um get in on the market and it's hard and you know what has helped me is again longevity in the market you know having been in real estate since 2003 i know a lot of agents too and that's another thing that you know i'm sure everyone on this call does it too but just having the relationships with other agents and always taking the high road with whatever transaction like you know i'm sure we have all come across transactions where like oh i never want to do a deal with that person again but you know mm -hmm. you just kind of have to say like you know what let it go it's in the past we all got to our um end result and again just taking the high road and just you know always like having great communication and great relationships with agents helps you just never know like if you're going to write an offer on a property you know you never want to be you know you know go well you know thankfully that's never happened but again having right. good relationships with um other agents is amazing um because i don't know how many transactions i've gotten through just because either i've known the agent or i know someone that knows someone that kind of thing but um yeah the real estate market is hot in san diego so i you know my message now to sellers is like hey if you can sell if you have some somewhere to go. I mean, now is the time. Right? Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. I think that's the problem or the situation across the board. It's anyone that's considering yeah. to sell. While historically, we've had seasonality for most places around the country. Uh, this year is certainly very different. And still, there's still a lot of buyers out there. Like I'm working with more buyers than ever before. So yeah, you know, maybe the, after the kind of the election results may have changed some confidence. Um, Maybe it was the announcement of the new vaccine, right? So there's all these like interesting yeah. catalysts. So, but the buyer side is as strong as it's been. It hasn't slowed down, uh, but the listing side seems like it's it's slowed down given maybe the people that wanted to sell have sold and the people, you know, now we're coming to the holiday. So not everyone will want to sell during this time. So it's, uh, it's, it's certainly interesting, but it's certainly a very good time for those that are considering to sell. Um, Cause you have all these, you have a lot of people interested in, in homes, uh, at this time. Yeah. 
And that's so funny that you say that because, um, you know, I'm with Compass and part of our, um, you know, one of our uh, uh, benefits is a, a CRM that has the AI artificial intelligence that says, hey, these are the people that are most likely to sell right now. And gosh, you know, you just never know. I mean, you know, I, I feel like real estate is sometimes a split second decision. You just never know, you know, what you're going to do. For instance, I, you know, we were, I had sold my house a couple of years ago and we decided to rent because, you know, for whatever reason, and I wasn't really in the market to buy a house, but kind of, you know, came across an opportunity that I couldn't refuse. And again, it's so funny. And I tell my clients, like, they laugh. They're like, Jocelyn, did you just buy a house during COVID? I'm like, I sure did. And then they're like, wow, that's awesome. I, I said, you know, what's funny guys. I didn't even plan on it, but it's just sometimes, you know, real estate, you just never know when an opportunity you might cross your path and sometimes you just have to jump on it and like being human on like Facebook and social media saying hey you know what you know real estate isn't always you know something that you plan sometimes you're not even like you know expecting to buy or sell and you just you know it just happens so you know if I can like ever even just plant a seed with a seller that says hey you know did you realize that your home is valued at xyz they're just like, man, you know what? I didn't even like think about selling, but oh my gosh, now that you mentioned it, I have a lot of thinking to do, you know, but you know, as, as you said, Spencer, I mean, like the buyer market's hot, this, the listings are um, slowing down a little bit because the it's easy to sell, right? The hard part is where do you go from there? So, you know, as long as you can kind of help um, come up with some solutions for sellers, you know, hopefully that will like help, you know, agents, um, you know, get more, more listings. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the always the challenge right now is, you know, if they sell, whether they move or, I mean, it just depends on their situation. I mean, some people have rentals I mean, the rental market has not done as well. So some people may elect to yeah. cash out at this time. So just, it's, it's always interesting because everybody has a different story. Like I had a, a client meeting this morning and she's selling so she can do an addition for her home, which is great, right? She has the money to now Ooh. make her current home bigger. Um, and yeah, that's, that's she's a selling idea. a rental property. Yeah. Right. So there's all sorts of like means yeah. and, and ways to to uh, make it work. But yes, they have to have some reason to do it, uh, which is the interesting part. So in your kind of if the average yeah. price point is like seven eight hundred, like walk us through what is what kind of home can you buy for seven eight hundred thousand? Like uh, paint a picture of how many square feet and what's a bedroom for that price. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'll just speak to the market that I'm most familiar with, which is me you know, my own backyard of Rancho Penasquitos, yeah. which is 92129. You know, the reason why a lot of people want to move into this community is the schools. Uh, Powell Unified okay. School District is deemed one of the best school districts in um, the county. And so a lot of, you know, the prices are a little bit less expensive than if you go a little bit more west into like Carmel Valley, which is probably more in the like million, million two price range. And, you know, again, for 800, 900,000, you probably get like a home that's like, you know, 19, like late 80s, like early 90s, um, most of which might need a little bit of updating. Um, again, a lot of homes that are that do not have HOA in Melarus, uh, which is great because there are a lot of new communities in San Diego where the Melarus is exorbitant. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of people just don't want to pay that. They don't, you know, they would rather use that money towards their home um, than those taxes. So that's kind of the, you know, again, the, the picture, probably like, you know, three, four bedrooms, um, two and a half baths, somewhere in the like 1800 to 2300 square feet range. That's kind of like, okay. you know, the, the sweet spot. 
And again, but and it, it's do, really the schools. Got it. And do you live in that community yourself? I do. I live in this community. I've lived here on and off since like 1991. And it's just mm. been, it's been really fun seeing the like influx of like, you know, because uh, my parents moved here in 91 when I was, you know, graduated, graduated high school already. And, um, you know, so I didn't partake in the schools when we moved up here. I lived with my parents until I was about like 20. Um, sure. And um, but my little sister, who's seven years younger, went to all the schools. And so she definitely benefited from the amazing school district. So, again, that was in the 90s. So I get a lot of calls from empty nesters. You know that, in fact, the house that I bought was, um, you know, an empty nester, someone whose son had graduated from high school and was going mm. away to college and the, the family said hey you know we don't need to live in this big house anymore let's give another family a chance to live in this community um right. you know that's it's been kind of nice seeing like the um, influx of uh, younger families and there's some you know families that just say hey man I just love living here so much it's such a great small town community that I would never leave and I love that too I mean I love seeing you know grandparents like you know walking their babies because you know the, uh, the parents drop them off to babysit but you know and it's a very 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 diverse culturally community um you know I have a funny story for you Spencer when I was um gosh, back in 1991, I was Miss Rancho Penasquitos. <laughs> so oh, wow. I had one um, a local pageant here and, you know, I know it's not funny. <laughs> so, you know, the, the thing that I touted uh, Rancho Penasquitos as was being probably the most culturally diverse community in San Diego County. So I'm real. Oh. I'm Jocelyn Lomahan, or back, my name was Soriano back then, Miss Rancho Penasquitos, the most diverse cultural community in San Diego County. So it's kind of funny, like, you know, being that representative right. for uh, the community, not knowing that, you know, how many years later I would end up becoming a real estate agent here. That is pretty wild. I hope so you use that, that as your marketing, all your marketing. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that's so funny. I don't, but maybe I should, but it's kind of like, when I was like oh, that's, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Really again, funny. back to community, you know, another thing, right. the, another thing that, you know, with community is I actually, them on the, the town calendar. Oh, am I back? Yeah, you're kind of cutting in and out, but yeah. Can you hear me? Just with I can hear you. Say, now, yeah. You know, I'm on the town council for my. my okay. I'm on the town council for my community, and I think that's another great way of just being a good resource for your people. Interesting. What is a town council in your community per se? I think I might have lost you. Group. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Did I lose you? Yeah, keep going. Spencer. Keep, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, it, okay, sorry. Again, it's a volunteer group um, that is kind of like the eyes and ears of the community that knows about um, things coming from like city council and just is kind of like the voice uh, for our community. So we do a lot of um, mm. events. You know, we just had a uh, Halloween event where it was a drive-by uh, trick-or-treat. And again, it was just something for to bring the community together. And every year we usually do a fiesta. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So again, just being, again, just visible in your community because you become like the trusted source. 
Nice. Very nice. Yeah. And so we'll go ahead and kind of get to the conclusion and start wrapping up. But moving forward, like how do you see things being impacted locally? Do you still see it's just going to kind of continue as it is? Does it seem like it's slowing down by any means right now? No. You know, people ask me that all the time. They're like, when, when is, you know, when is it going to drop? And I keep saying like, guys, I don't know if it's going to do that anytime soon. I mean, I feel like the right. interest rates are going to remain low for a while. And, you know, again, it's the desirability, you know, you know, sorry to make everyone jealous, but it's, you know, San Diego is such a great place to live. I just don't ever really see the, you know, the prices going down much. If anything, I think they're going to continue to go up. So, you know, I think that that's going to um, keep our market uh, afloat. Um, but, you know, just like, you know, I've been in the business for a long time, so I've seen the ups and downs, you know, and I'm sure, unfor unfortunately, we might see um, short sales, a few short sales come back again. But again, just like anything, it's all, um, you know, it's all, it comes back around again. And as you know, it, you just, you're just being there for the clients for whatever their chapter in their lives are. You know, right. if you have clients that are going through a tough time, you're there for them. You know, if you have clients that are like, man, I have all this money to spend. I don't know where to spend it. I mean, you're there for them. So, you know, again, I just feel like, you know, you know, again, just being a trusted source for our people is really, you know, the best thing that we can do no matter what market we're in. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's the beauty or the sad part in the sense of real estate, right? You, you can, you'll have some that are just celebrating, um, you know, their first house and, and taking that step together as a first time owner or one that does a trade up. And then unfortunately there will be situations, not so much right now per se, um, but there may be situations where people are, you know, having to let go because of some sad reason, whether it's a divorce, death or whatever it may be. So it's uh, it's certainly, uh, uh, it's a, th this job, a lot of, even my clients tell me it's like a therapist job. Uh, than anything else um because it does get you know pretty emotional so i know yeah i say that all the time i i feel like i'm more of a counselor <laughs> right right yeah because there's just so much emotions so involved funny. which 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 makes a lot of sense so jocelyn well thank you so much for being on the show and uh, appreciate your time i know you're on the road to so obviously be safe but uh what are the what are the best ways for people to get in touch if they of an interest, especially in the community that, that you serve? Well, definitely. I have my phone with me all the time. As you can tell, um, my phone number is 858-204-2323. And my website is thekeytosandiego.com. Oh, amazing. That's a very lovely website. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, Jocelyn, well, thank you so much so. for attending and, and sharing <laughs> kind of your, your story, the background, your your pageant story as well. And, uh, and, uh, it's very nice to meet you and hopefully everyone else has tuned in and found some uh, insights about what's been going on about how she grew her business, but also what is happening in her local area of, uh, San Diego. Of course, I will see you at the next one. Thank you again, Jocelyn. Bye. Spencer. Thank you Bye -bye. so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade-up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.